Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Okay, so today we are getting, you're getting a C, maybe best case scenario, B class podcast. I am doing this live from my hotel room. I have no idea what the quality is going to be like. Um, so please let me know if the, if the, if the audio is garbage, you just, uh, you let me know and I'll, I'll try and do my best, but, uh, I wasn't going to make any excuses, uh, um, you know, just for, because I'm, I'm out of town. So, um, as well, uh, not only is that crappy enough, uh, my co-host is not here either. Uh, my, my, my lovely co-host Gabby is, uh, I gave her mother's day off. Well, I mean, Mother's Day was yesterday, but I gave her Mother's Day off uh, because uh, I gave her today off because um, we were at the Rapid Cash uh, workshop in Calgary and um, I, I made her work <laughs> on Mother's Day. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I said, you know what, go enjoy uh, Calgary with your mom and with the little one and, uh, and I'll do the podcast in the morning. And uh, go enjoy yourself and go sleep in a little bit. So it is Wayne today. <clears throat> Let's see how it goes. Let's see if I can fill an hour. I don't know. I haven't done a podcast by myself for a very long time. Um, there's almost always a guest. So if you've got any questions, please, for the love of God, call in. Call in. I'd love to hear you guys. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback if you guys were at the Rapid Cash Workshop in Calgary. I know a lot of our uh, master's mentees were there, um, uh, the, the mentees from our mentorship group. Um, most of you were there in Calgary. It was great. We actually got to meet you in person. Um, yeah, really, really amazing weekend. So if, uh, if any of you guys were there, I mean, let me know what your thoughts were. If you're a little too shy, maybe you still got your morning voice then you can definitely join in on the, on the chat as well. Obviously we're broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. You just download the Podbean app, search the real estate investing morning show, and you can listen in live as opposed to listening to the recorded versions. Uh, joining in live, obviously, there's there's some pretty cool perks. Obviously, we have the top fan uh, contest every month. Um, whoever has the most hearts at the end of the month gets, uh, gets a really cool prize. This month is going to be uh, uh, two free coaching calls. Um, as well, I mean, like I said, you can click the call-in button and you can join in on the chat, just like your normal radio drive time morning show you call in and talk to the radio guys and talk about the weather or talk about the game last night um this is a morning show for real estate investors so get your questions answers free coaching every morning take advantage of it okay uh what else we got coming up here um upcoming events we got our fix and flip bus tour um we just announced that last week um we're doing a bus tour of four flips in edmonton on june 4th um that's saturday june 4th uh, you can register for that um, at Eventbrite. Just look up Prairie Home Investments. Shoot me a DM if you'd like. Um, that's going to be a really, really cool event uh, if you're interested in fix and flips or if you're just interested in networking with other real estate investors in the Edmonton area. Um, God, like you don't have to just be from Edmonton. You can be from Calgary. You can be from wherever. Fly in. It's a really cool, uh, great opportunity to see a bunch of different flips at a bunch of different stages. These are, these are actually four of our flips. If we have any, if we, if we manage to acquire any more between now and June 4th, then we'll add them onto the list as well. I got offers out, but you get to go and check out four different flips at four different stages. So two of them are going to be done and uh, two of them are going to be under construction. So you get to ask all your questions about it. You can ask about budgets. You can ask about 
finishings and styles and 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 who the contractors were and what we paid for what we're selling it for et cetera, et cetera. it's a great opportunity if you're interested in fix and flips which i know a lot of you are <clears throat> and you guys are so freaking quiet this morning oh my god <laughs> i can't talk for an hour <laughs> you guys gotta get involved okay um, so I'll talk about, uh, the rapid cash weekend, um, you know, until somebody else does, um, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee actually. Uh, so, uh, rapid cash, uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, it is a workshop put on by, uh, Barry McGuire, Barry and Donna McGuire. Um, and Barry is, 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 is very, very well known in Canada for his, um, he's, he's the guru. He's the um, the master of creative strategies. So he's been teaching this for over 15 years. He's also been a lawyer, a real estate lawyer in Edmonton for, for 45 plus years. So the guy knows this stuff. Um, but he's been teaching the creative strategies for about 15 years now. And, um, and th- those strategies include um, wholesaling, uh, flipping, um, options, rent to own, um, joint ventures and agreement for sales. Um, all of my favorite strategies, these are things that we've implemented into our business that pretty much our business revolves around. And we actually, we, we learned these strategies from Barry um, six years ago, five years ago. Um, we, we've took our first course and we've been going ever since. Um, uh, these, these, I, I don't, I don't think that we could have gotten anywhere close to where we are in our business today without those courses. I, I, I can't, I can't choose. I can't pick one deal that we've done since taking that course um, that we could have done had we not, you know, taken it. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, But for real, like every, every deal that we've done ever since has involved some form of creative strategy or, or multiple creative strategies um, to make it work. So a very, very, very cool workshop. Um, it's, it's, it's a two-day workshop that they do. Um, they hold courses and they have home study kits for each of the individual creative strategies. But um, this is like the Super Bowl event um, uh, where, they, where they cover all five or six of them. Um, and it's, it's a two-day event. And there was, there was 50 students that were there. Um, yeah, it was a re- really, really, really great event. If you, you, should, you should feel really bad that you weren't there. Um, Carlos asked, where is, um, oh, he wants to know where is Barry located in Edmonton? Um, yeah, Barry works at field law, um, field law office in, uh, in Edmonton. Um, he does all of our deals, all of our, whether it be creative or whether it just be transactional, he does all of our stuff. Uh, Jeremy, who were some of the best presentations over the weekend? Well, I mean, I had some pretty good presentations and everybody else isn't, uh, they're not here to defend themselves. So I'm just going to go on the record and say, uh, my, my presentations were the best. Uh, but, um, no, I, I honestly, I think, I think the role playing, I think the role playing exercises, even though I was involved in some of the role playing exercises, that's not the point. Um, I think the role playing exercises are always the most valuable, um, Whenever there's feedback, you know, um, at the end of the, 
at the end of the courses. That's one of the top things that people ask for is more role-playing because you can read all this stuff out of a textbook. You can, you know, listen or watch it on stage while someone, you know, uh, reads from the slides. But uh, what people struggle with is the actual interaction with the sellers or the, or, or the tenant buyers or whoever, or the joint venture prospects. Um, it's the actual uh, application or, or um, the actual application of these strategies, um, having these discussions with these people is, is the, is the hardest for people, uh, hardest for investors and, and students because it's, well, it goes back to what we always say is people are just really scared about what people are going to think about them and they don't want to be, they don't want to make a fool of themselves in front of someone else because they, they forgot the script or they didn't know what to say. So I think that a lot of people get value from the, the role-playing presentations because they get to see experts in action, you know, speaking as if they were speaking with um, someone else. There's going to be weird, quiet gaps in between because I'm, I'm reading through the comments <clears throat> and I'm also trying to drink my coffee, which normally I get my coffee sips in when Gabby's talking. Uh, so you're going to catch me like talking lots, drinking coffee, and I'm going to be out of breath because there's no time to breathe in between. Goodness gracious, you guys are really not adding anything in the chat today. Is this some sort of a joke? Is this, <laughs> is this some sort of a prank? Did Gabby put you guys up to this? Like, did Gabby say, don't, I want you guys to say absolutely nothing on Monday. So Wayne, you can just listen to Wayne, like uh, hyperventilate and, <laughs> and freak out because he's got nothing to talk about. Well, J Jeremy, Jeremy's in the comments here. He's like, I'll look something up just a moment. So Jeremy's always got a question that could turn into a 20 minute conversation. Um, <clears throat> I guess I can go deeper into like some of the strategies that were, that were brought up at the RCP uh, workshop. So agreement for sales is for those of you guys that don't know what that is. Uh, agreement for sale is a seller financing strategy. Uh, simplest way to put it for someone who's never heard about it before is, um, it's where the seller acts as your bank. So you don't need to go and qualify for a mortgage. And in a lot of cases, you don't need to bring the standard 20% down payment. And you're probably trying to figure out how this all works. Um, what you do is you approach a seller who's, had, there's, there's normally some reason why they would need to sell this particular way. And you offer to take over their payments uh, and, and, and the property taxes, you know, the, the mortgage payments, the insurance and everything uh, for a period of time. And they keep the mortgage in their name so that you don't have to qualify for it. And then uh, normally these, these, these agreement for sales, it can range anywhere from six months to 10 years. Um, it's all negotiable, but it's a really cool benefit. Like you can get to help a lot of families out. Um, let's say for example, they, they, um, they, they owe on their mortgage what the house is worth. So perhaps they couldn't sell. Okay. Um, they can't sell because if they go to a realtor and ask the realtor to sell the house and they have a $300,000 mortgage and it's worth $300,000, the house, there's no room there. There's no equity to be able to pay a realtor. And also... 
in most cases, most homeowners, they, when they purchase a home, they'll get a, they'll get a CMHC mortgage, which is like a 5% down mortgage, right? And with those um, five-year fixed terms on those CMHC mortgages, um, it doesn't always have to be a CMHC mortgage, but most people, they lock up in five-year fixed terms. Um, if they're only one or two or three years into their five-year fixed mortgage, uh, the, the, the mortgage lender is going to charge a pretty significant penalty for breaking that, that, that mortgage early. So on top of not being able to pay a realtor, which is, you know, $15,000, and then as well having a penalty for five to $10,000. If this person tries to sell their $300,000 home, they're going to, they're going to be negative $25,000. So they're in a pretty rough situation. Um, so you can come in as a lifeline and say, Hey, don't worry about this. I'll take over your payments for the remainder of your term. You got three years left in your mortgage term. How about, you know, I take over the payments. You know, I use this. I add this to my rental property. I'll rent it out. I'll make the payments to you directly. And then I get all the benefits in the mortgage pay down. And I get all the benefits of the appreciation. I rent it out for three years and then we'll close in three years. You just save that person $25,000 because they don't have to pay a realtor. And they also don't have to pay the mortgage uh, early cancellation penalty. So it's a, it's a win-win. You get into a property for, in this scenario, $0, right? You wouldn't have to bring any money because um, you offer a solution. And they get to walk away and not have to worry about that $25,000 hit. So that's agreement for sales. Um, I'm going to go and continue on into the other strategies. I'm just going to check the comments here just to see. Oh, now the questions come in. Now the questions come in. Uh, Amanda says, for those of you in the mentorship program, Amanda's uh, in the, the master's mentorship program, we now have lots of great content to read through. Where do you recommend starting? Ooh. You know what? You got, you got four days until our first coaching session. I would just listen. I would go and go, uh, go through the stuff that most interests you right now. On Friday's uh, coaching call, we're going to be we're going to be starting off with figuring out what it is that you actually want um, in life. What are your goals? What are your end goals? Uh, so that we can start figuring out, you know, how to, how to measure that, you know, how to, how to set a value to that. That's, you know, how much money do you need per month in cash flow? Uh, where are you going to be? What are you going to be wearing? What are you going to be doing every day? That type of thing. So we can figure out how much cash flow that you need. Um, and then once we have that number, then we can determine based on where it is that you are right now, how to get you to that month, that monthly cash flow as quickly as possible. And it's hard to say which strategy is going to benefit you most, um, until we get there. So I would say right now, if there's anything that really interests you, like rent to own or wholesaling or flipping or agreement for sales or, you know, um, joint ventures on long-term buying holds. And I would, I would focus on that stuff for the next four days. Um, or just spend the next four days just decompressing and, and, uh, and just letting it all kind of soak in, letting it marinate. That'd be, that'd be my recommendation. Uh, Francis asks, when a property is already up for judicial sale or for foreclosure, can you still approach the seller for AFS? That's a great question. I am quite surprised that that didn't come up yesterday. 
um, at the Q&A panel. Um, anything is possible. However, I would say no to this one. I would recommend no. Um, because when you are approaching a seller for an agreement for sale opportunity, <clears throat> you are hoping that they have good mortgage terms in place. Okay. Because you, your, your financing, your seller financing is going to be the same as their financing, underlying financing, which is their, you know, mortgage with Scotia at a five-year fixed amortized over 25 years at two point whatever percent, 2.5%. Um, your payments are going to be the same as that. Now, if they're not in good standing with their mortgage lender, and then who knows what their interest rate is at for starters. They, you know, they might've missed a bunch of payments and now their interest rates up at like 7% or that's their, that's their renewal offer. Um, but when it's in foreclosure, like that's, that's just one, that's if you were, if you can manage to salvage it, uh, their interest rates probably not going to be very good at renewal. Um, but once the foreclosure process has started, it's pretty much on its way to being completed. Um, definitely a judicial sale is not going to happen. I mean, it's already judicial sale. It uh, means it's already made it to the, to the court. Um, so they're not going to allow you to continue to make payments. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're, 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 they're liquidating that property at that point. Um, if it's, if it's in the foreclosure process, I mean, there are ways for them to, um, resolve it, um, within that process. They always want to try and resolve it before just like going straight to, you know, sending it to the court and, and selling it and liquidating it. But at that point, it's like, it's, it's, it's so messy and, and murky that like, you don't want to be involved in that. That that's just my opinion. Um, you got to find a way to catch them before they call the bank or before they miss payments. And that is very tricky. It's um something I always struggle with. There's nothing more annoying than, you know, walking through your, your neighborhood and seeing one of those property management uh, letters, you know, taped to the window, the front the front door. And I know exactly what that is. I know exactly what that is. Whenever you see one of those, um, those pieces of paper that's taped up to the, the, the window on the front door with like green painters tape, that's normally a property management company that has taken over a property for a bank. So they're in foreclosure. Um, Anytime I see that, I'm like, oh, God, they were literally right around the corner from my house. You know what I mean? Had I put a letter in their mailbox saying something to, you know, to the extent of, you know, having trouble making your payments or, you know what I mean? Any of those, you know, we buy houses type, you know, letters or, you know, we can help, you know, um, we can help buy houses fast, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they may have called you before they called the bank or before they started missing payments. So it always really, really bugs me because like, especially when it's right in your backyard and you, you, you should have seen it, but you didn't. <clears throat> um, Chris says the marketing campaign in RCP was valuable information. 
very good ideas for your local market. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so on another note, we've got a small conversation going on in the live chat here. Um, Johnny Five asked for secondary suites, is the general consensus to share garbage bins or do you request a new one? That's a great question. That's a great question. And Johnny, that's gonna, that's gonna depend city to city, obviously. Um, but we recently looked into this for ourselves, um, for our secondary suites in Edmonton. I'm just going to go through the comments first before I add my points in. Uh, Josh says, I think every legally registered suite will receive its own set of cans. Um, had a guy stop by the duplex who was driving around doing an inventory count of cans and he said, we will end up with eight cans when the property gets basement suites. So that must be a duplex side by side with, uh, with basement suites. Okay. Uh, Ryan says in Edmonton, if you want an extra set, of garbage cans, you have to pay double for it. Yeah, that's what Johnny was reading as well. Um, I do believe you have to pay for it. Um, I wish my co-host was here because she was the one that was actually doing the research. But yes, if you want an extra one, from what I remember, oh God, no, I, I really wish Gabby was here. Um, I'll write this one down for tomorrow and I'll, and I'll get you a, a solid answer. But if you want an extra garbage can, you do need to show proof that there is a legal secondary suite um, before you can get one. But yeah, did Johnny, um, boy, is do we get a lot of complaints, you know, for for a house with a, a suite in the basement um, that there's only one garbage can? That's not enough. I mean, even my small family with of three can one garbage can is not enough. Um, I wish we didn't use we didn't use so much garbage, but it's just um, that's the way it is. I mean, that's that's we accumulate a lot of garbage. Uh, Chris says we got an extra set here in Calgary: garbage, recycle, and car compost. Uh, Chris, did you have to pay for it? Was it easy to get in Calgary? He did ask he did have to pay for it. And Johnny Five in Edmonton says that I think it's $58 extra per month. Oh. Damn. That's gonna that's gonna eat into the cash flow. Roxanne says I called in one time and told them I had a legal secondary suite. And they said unless it had its own meter, then no. But then Chris called in and they just sent some. Not sure what he said. <laughs> Chris is more charming. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Kirsten, uh, in, she says in Leduc, which is uh, just outside of Edmonton, I had to request the extra bins for my basin suites and I do have to pay for the extra bins. Yes. 
yeah, it's, um, it's something that people don't really consider uh, when they're buying investment suites or investment properties is that uh, garbage bins. Um, God, I, I hope I hope that you don't have to pay an extra 58 bucks a month. Um, we've ju- actually just been getting complaints recently and, and I'm curious. I, I really want to ask Abby because this was something that uh, that I saw months ago um, that we were starting to get complaints. And um, I think because they, maybe it was a year ago. It's, it's hard to say, but they changed the, um, the bin system where you had to use their bins as opposed to using your own bins or leaving the bags out at the curb. Um, and you're only allowed one bin for garbage, which again, makes sense. Let's, let's try and reduce the amount of garbage that we're, that we're putting out there. Um, but I'm curious, because I, I probably would have seen a lot more complaints had we not resolved it. So um, I'm curious what Gabby ended up doing, whether she had to pay for it or not. Um, I heard, I, I don't quite recall um, hearing an answer on that, but you know, if you're buying an investment property, again, that's, that's something that you have to, that you'll probably never ever think about. And then I hope to God that you'll have to pay an extra 58 bucks for garbage because that chews into your cash flow. Um, the whole reason why we're buying investment properties well, trying to buy investment properties is for cash flow, and that that uh, that's not very good news. <clears throat> Ryan says it'll be forty two or forty eight dollars in Edmonton, depending on small or large garbage bin. And Jeremy says Fort Scotch one, the extra bin is seven dollars. Go Fort's ask. I see some heavy stats from Jeremy coming in. I'm just trying to get back to where that all started from. Uh, I'm not sure if there was um, anything before this, but Jeremy said that Edmonton is one of the three cities that is charged with accepting. Wow. One of three cities that is charged with accepting Ukrainian refugees. Canada has received 204,227 applications as of May 4th, with approximately 25,000 arrived in the country. Have you noticed a change in vacancy rates? This increase in population is above and beyond the projected population increase from earlier this year. How will this likely affect rental rates? Huh. You know, I knew a little bit about this. However, I, I haven't done too much research into it. Um, Chris followed up and asked Jeremy if that's 204,000 refugees with their life savings. I'm sure it will go up a wee bit with their life savings. So are you, are you implying that they're going to be bringing their savings over here? Um. Yeah, I've so I have heard rumblings that um, there has been an increase in demand for rentals in the Edmonton area. Um, we are a few weeks away from listing a lot of our, uh, well, a handful of our rentals. 
Um, it's, it's spring, summer turnover season. Um, so I've been meaning to do a little bit of research, but I haven't heard a whole heck of a lot. And I, I like to, uh, I like to do a little bit of research rather than just listening to people on Facebook. But uh, that is that is what I'm hearing. Uh, but again, I try not to headline read and I try not to listen to unreliable sources on Facebook. But I'm curious to see maybe if that has affected it. Um, considering that we are one of the three cities. Very interesting. We've always had good vacancy rates. We've never really had any issues for the last 15, 20 years. Even with all of the um, oil issues and, and pandemic, etc. Uh, Jeremy followed up by saying Canada is also targeting 40,000 Afghanistan refugees over the next two years, which will push the unplanned immigration higher. Wow. That's good news. I mean, I'm uneducated, but it sounds like it's, it's good. Um, for a lot of different reasons, economic reasons, and obviously, um, humanitarian reasons. Boy, is this one boring show. Sorry, guys. No, I mean, not, not like boring on the topic, but like boring when, when you only have one person talking. Jared. Jared just joined. Jared, thank you for waking up. Um, are you going to call in and say hello? I'm in your city. I'll tell you what. I'm going to offer an opportunity. <clears throat> Here you go. Opportunities come and go. Uh, first person to call in and finish the show with me, we'll get a one-hour free coaching call. Boom. First person to call in. You guys are, this, this is a prank. This is, this is a prank. This is a prank from Gabby. <laughs> I know it. She, she put you guys up to this. Ryan, I'll thank join you, you so much. Oh, have you ever been a morning show podcast co-host? First time. First time. <laughs> I tell you, it gets easier. You got 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes. What are, what are you working on right now? In your business, uh, specifically taxes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not exciting. How's that going? Uh, we'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Any issues so far? Uh, well, not specifically, other than um, just trying to uh, take notes to develop better bookkeeping systems going forward um, so that hopefully tax season in the future will become easier. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that may include a bookkeeper 
specifically? We're not sure. This is the best time to implement, uh, uh, you know, to add in a bookkeeper because you're just, you're organizing everything. You're putting, you know, you, you're, you're pulling everything you need for the, for the accountant. You know, you're going to put it back nice and neat and tidy. This is the best time to bring someone in and ask them, Hey, how do you want this put back? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to tell you, Hey, put it in this share folder or send me an email once a month um, to give me all this stuff and I'll put it into my spreadsheets. Right. But I, yeah. I highly recommend Makes it. Sense. Um, we've gotten sweet. We're so far gone now that like, it's, it's so incredibly hard for us to do. Oh. Have you gotten any recommendations for a bookkeeper? No, no, haven't, uh, haven't looked into it that, that seriously yet, but, uh, if you or anybody else has any, well, welcomes recommendations. It's always preferred, right? To, yeah. Yeah. I, um, to go by we, somebody proven. I don't have proven. Um, but I have a recommendation from a very good, um, good source that we were, uh, were, were referred to. Uh, but we haven't used her yet because it's been uh, it's been extremely difficult. I think that after after we finally finish this year's taxes, we're gonna <laughs> try and implement it. We tried doing it last year, but then we just got too busy. And then this year, same thing. We're, we're behind on taxes. So um, sorry, CRA. <laughs> um, someone had a question here. I think it's for you, Ryan. When do you get possession of your new project? What is the first step in renovations? Uh, good questions. Uh, June 1st is uh, our planned possession date. And um, I guess the first steps will be uh, demo and just finalizing floor plans. Um, you know, in the plans at that point, we have most of the majority of things kind of planned out but sometimes um, when you do some demo that can reveal things or or help define uh, exactly what you can do and and what you don't want to do so that'll be the the first step is get in there and get get the stuff demoed and then and then make some of those final decisions Mm -hmm. uh do you want to go into detail like what your strategy is for this property and 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 maybe even go through numbers. Do you have like a, do you have a rough idea of what you guys are doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, so it'll be, uh, I guess a fairly full renovation kitchens and, and bathrooms. Um, we're not quite sure the extent that we're going to open the, the kitchen up. Um, we have kind of two, two options that we're playing with. Um, whether we'll fully open it up for open concept and, and add an island or leave uh, kind of a partial wall um, between the kitchen and living room, use that for additional cabinet and counter space and the fridge uh, to give you a little bit bigger um, kitchen storage uh, and then kind of open up into the dining area that direction um, more than is currently open uh, so that's that's one of the decisions um, that that still has to get made 
and then flooring, paint, um, baseboard, trim. Right on, right on. And, and this is a fix and flip, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to so be selling this property. It'll afterwards. be for sale. Correct. Nice. The, um, the opening up the wall thing is, uh, is, is always a little difficult. I mean, it's probably easier for some people who've done it a million times, but, um, you know, do you need an engineer to come in and have a look at it, you know, for the beam to open it up? Can it be opened up? Is it set up already for that? What, how much work needs to be done? Or is it just easier to leave, like, like you said, just leave a small wall, portion of a wall. Maybe you've got a, a bit of an, a, a window instead of a completely open concept, or maybe you've got one small beam, not a beam, but like, you know, a post, you know, in the middle of the room that's drywalled around. So, but in, in yeah, you're right. And with flips, you, you really want to have as much open concept as possible because that's what everybody wants, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then it adds, yeah, it's kind of a, you got to weigh the options, right? Because it, it adds more work, adds expense, and then it's going to add time too. Because if you are, you know, putting in a beam, removing a load bearing wall, then, uh, then you're going to want it engineered. And that always adds, adds to the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, are you going to get, is it worth it? Are you, are you going to get more money from it uh, for, the, for the time in exchange for the time and the extra cost? But right, exactly. I think, I think I, you know, I talked to some people who do flips and, and they, they can just tell just from walking in there the first time. And I, I'd love to get to that point. I would love to get to that level of expertise that I could make that decision quickly. Um, but yeah, for, we're, we're actually going through a very similar thing right now at one of our new properties. Um, Josh was helping us out with it. Um, try to figure out how to how to do this and whether it was worth it or not. Uh, Jeremy had a question um, for you. What is your estimated timeline for this project? Uh, three months is is kind of what we're projecting. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, do you know what the budget is? For sorry for for the renovation, um, I've I've budgeted uh, six months for holding essentially. Gotcha. So, you know, if, if the renovation takes the three months, um, a month on market, then, you know, a little bit of possession between, you know, when it actually sells and then a bit of a buffer in there for, because timelines always go over. That's, that's kind of where we're at there. Yeah, for sure. I love how you think it's going to be on the market for a month. <laughs> You know that things would be sold in three days, right? Well, that's that's the hope. But if you uh, if you add in those contingencies, it's it's always better to be prepared for longer and and have it go faster than than the other way around, right? For sure, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, do you guys have to do any like crazy exterior work? Is is the is the um, the yards okay? Is any trees that need to be taken down or? So, so there's a couple apple trees we may take out, um, but overall, uh, the yard's in pretty decent shape. Um, won't, won't be too extensive at all. Um, trim up some bushes and stuff like that and just kind of clean it up. Um, but other than that, yeah, the exterior's in 
roof shapes that we don't roof roofs done upstairs windows are uh are done um furnace furnace is is new we have to replace the hot water tank uh so a lot of the the more major um things we weren't aren't gonna have to worry about well yeah i mean like the the windows alone could be like eight grand to ten grand depending on how many windows the roof could have been eight grand the furnace could have been seven or eight grand you just save like 20 to twenty five thousand dollars right there just you know with those items that's that's awesome yeah and timeline too right it all yes can add add a bit to the, the scope of work as well so especially those windows right now with their being ex- being extremely hard to get windows in quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one of the big issues that we're uh, that a lot of flippers are saying is that uh, window deliveries are taking months and we're right. trying to get in and out of this thing quickly in, in two to three months. You yeah. can't wait, you know, more than three months for windows to get, uh, to, to get delivered. Um, thankfully we found a pretty good spot that, that gets them in, I think in like 10 weeks. Um, but even that it's kind of, it's really tight for us. Cause like our flips are, are on like a 10, 10 week timeline mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, waiting until the, the 11th hour to get them in is, is super stressful. <laughs> right. So we are, we are going to have to, uh, probably do the basement windows in the plan. Mm. And the one thing I'm not sure of is, would you pre-order or arrange anything like that before actually taking possession if you could? Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you can if you can work it out in your in your conditions, um, not conditions, but terms on your purchase contract that you get access um, one or two times to, to one or two visits for measurements. Yeah. Um, I would bring all your trades in, get the measurements, get the kitchen measurements, get the window, you know, uh, your roofing um, uh, contractor as well. Anyone that you can get in to do as much measurements as possible and get it, be proactive because if things are, if things are taking a while to order in, um, you're going to want to get that ball rolling as quickly as possible. Kitchen cabinets is a good example mm-hmm. um, as well. Even just once you've got your kitchen cabinet layout, you're going to want to put an order in for your appliances as well. Now, you know, the size of the appliances, you're going to want to get those in as well. Yeah. Um, because yeah, the, the, there are a few things, appliances, cabinets, windows that are, that are, that are way behind um, for, with delivery. So yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah. We have, we, we did that in our uh, offer contract as well. So we do have nice. another visit. We haven't scheduled it yet, but uh another potential site visit um, that we can do here. So that's kind of what I was thinking was if we could get some of that stuff rolling early, then that always helps. Uh, Jeremy had a question. Can you apply for building permits prior to taking possession? My Uh, understanding is you can't. Yes. Bless you. (laughs) That, That was my wife. (laughs) <laughs> tell her i say bless you yeah. wayne says bless you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah t- to my understanding you need to be on on title uh you need to be the owner before you can pull permits um 
for yeah for building permits i you know i'm not a contractor i know that contractors pull their own permits um i'm not sure what the contractor would need mm, yeah i think for a development permit then you would you would need to be on title but what are the yeah the contractors pull most of their own permits that's a good question any contractors on this morning it doesn't take long for contractors to pull permits, though, from my understanding, for yeah, like for, electrical or plumbing or whichever. I was just going to say the same thing. For for most of theirs, it's yeah within a couple of days kind of thing, so it's not as vital to to have that planned ahead, from mm-hmm. my understanding. Josh says when we pulled permit in Leduc, you had to prove papers with title because it was so fresh. You weren't in the system yet. There you go. But that was for a development permit because we were developing the basement. I wonder if just like your electrician needed a pull permit, you know, they don't, they wouldn't normally show that their clients um, is the owner. Yeah. Something to think about. Um, Very cool. Very cool. What else we got here? We got a recommendation for an engineer in the comments. Uh, where whereabouts in Edmonton is is this uh, this flip? Uh, this flip is in Otwell. Otwell. Yeah. So huh. you'll have some competition. Huh. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. You want to give me a rough street and avenue area? You don't have to give me an actual address on on live. Uh, pretty much right in the the center of the community, if you would. Right in the center. Yeah, huh. pretty close to the center. Okay, well, you know what? If anything, um, it's not going to be competition. We're just both going to raise our prices, and then uh, we're going to set a standard for everyone else. That works. That works. <laughs> yeah, market manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you're getting it at a great time. I mean, uh, well, you're getting it yeah. June first, right? Did you say June first? July, August, September. Uh, yeah, that is that's still is September. I've 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 heard lots of people say that September is a really good time to to list or or rake before. No, actually, I've I've heard that. It, is it before school starts or after school starts that people love um, finding a place? I, I always forget. Um, but for some reason, apparently September is 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 just as hot of a market as as the spring market. Someone correct me. Um, perhaps my wife can correct me. Apparently Gabby has joined the show in the chat, but she's being quiet. Well, she probably heard you got a new co-host. <laughs> and guess what? He's cuter. She doesn't care. <laughs> I, I'm guaranteed, guaranteed she does not care. Um, guaranteed, like, she's like, he can have it. <laughs> she's tired of waking up at 5 30 every morning <laughs> for this stupid show <laughs> it was uh it was really weird um i i i too i want everyone to know i i i i try and be as vulnerable and transparent as possible i'm trying to show you that real estate investors are just normal people i too struggle with imposter syndrome sometimes and when i come to a rapid cash workshop and I hear multiple people talking about our podcast 
and have the, everyone listens to the podcast and you have to listen to it, 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 it still makes me feel really weird. Um, that's, you know, that, that, yeah, it's, um, and, and I'm sure Gabby was feeling it as well. It's, uh, it's really weird when you come to an event and everyone's like, Oh, I've been listening to your podcast for the last two years. I'm like, I don't even know you. <laughs> Why haven't you ever said hi? <laughs> And I'm sure you're going to get that feeling now too, Ryan, because now you are a celebrity. Um, now you can say that I was the, I was the co-host of the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Okay, sounds sounds good. I'll, it'll be my cross to bear. I love how your response to that was, "Okay, <laughs> you might have to work on your enthusiasm a little bit if you want to." <laughs> I get on another show, but <laughs> it, man, I, I, I tell you, it's, 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 it is really weird when, um, and, 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 and anyone that said this, please don't, don't, don't feel worried about it. But, but like when someone comes up to you and says, Hey, I was listening to your show um, from three months ago where you said that thing. What did you say? What did you say? Oh yeah. You said, uh, you said this. And I'm just like, how do you remember something I said 12 weeks ago? <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Half the time, I'm just I'm I'm mindlessly talking. Uh, but yeah, people will quote quote you for for things that you said months ago. It's it's the weirdest feeling. It's the weirdest feeling. But I, I just wanted to share that because uh, even I get imposter syndrome, and I know a lot of investors get that as well. They they, they still feel like you know they own five, six, seven properties, and they still feel like they're you know they're not good enough to talk about it to their friends and family. Do you ever, do you ever get that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, uh, I mean, not to that same extent, obviously, but I, I understand what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do friends and family kind of treat you differently a little bit now that you've got a few properties? Uh, not that I've noticed specifically. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say I've gotten treated differently. I know of. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I think it's, it's, I know I started a little late today. Um, I have to apologize to everyone for starting late. Um, the reason was it's because I ordered um, my coffee by Uber and uh, he was six minutes late. So that's why we started the show late this morning. Um, if you came in late, I am doing this from my hotel room in Calgary um, where we had the rapid cash workshop. Um, one thing I want to add in here, um, uh, oh, sorry, Josh had a last comment here. Um, for you, Wayne, you're speaking from the heart with passion. It may feel like a vocal blur, but many things stick and resonate with us. I remember specific things you have said as they come. Okay. Thank, thank you for the compliment, Josh, but it's really weird reading it. talking about yourself again it feels it feels weird i'm I'm glad that it has resonated um i'm glad that it's resonated with all of you i'm I'm glad to to hear that people take action um, and that it has it has purpose um i know it it, it feels like ramblings to me but um it is a pretty cool feeling when 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 you hear that some dumb thing that you said three months ago has actually um, made an impact on someone and made them take action it's 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 good to hear but it's also really weird because I, i hate taking compliments um, so thank you. That's, that's really nice to hear. Um, there was one important thing that I did not do today and that is because my co-host Gabby was not here, but, uh, today is Monday, May 9th. 
and we're going to have a high of nine degrees in the Edmonton region. And from what I can see outside the window of my hotel in Calgary, it is snowing. So I hope you didn't take the winter tires off. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for calling in and being my co-host today. I really You're appreciate welcome, it. Wayne. No, thank um, you for the, for the chance. It was, it was good. Thank yes. And, and as promised, a free coaching call. Way to take, way to, way to take action and, and, and take advantage of the opportunity. I'll take you up on it for sure. <laughs> okay, buddy. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that, uh, that flip. Yeah. Well, compare notes. Okay, buddy. Talk to you soon. Okay. See ya. And everybody else, hope you guys have an awesome Monday. I will see you back here tomorrow morning on Tuesday with Gabby. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing.